the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, October the 5th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On October 5th, 1953, Earl Warren was sworn in as the 14th Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Today, in 1892, the Dalton Gang, notorious for their train robberies, they were practically wiped out while attempting to rob a pair of banks in Coffeyville, Kansas. Today, in 1947, President Harry S. Truman delivered the first televised White House address. He spoke on the world food crisis. Today, in 2011, Steve Jobs, the Apple founder and former CEO, died in Palo Alto, California. He was 56 years old. Associated Press is one of the resources that I use, but I use several of them to gather these little few remarks that we make at the beginning of the program each day. Many of you comment on it. You, you like it. You kind of look forward to it. Um, and we do this to just give you a perspective on history, things that happened on this particular date of broadcast. And so I look at a number of sources. Associated Press is one of them. There's others, history.net, uh, and there's a whole bunch of them that I look at. It's interesting how consistently Associated Press reports history, and a lot of radio stations use this uh, same means to talk about things that happen today in history. You probably, you maybe have noticed that, but they do. And Associated Press knows they're feeding a lot of radio stations, so anything that has to do with Donald Trump, I mean, it is stunning. Anything that has to Donald Trump, has to do with Donald Trump, in historically, is always cast in a very negative, the most possible negative light. He isn't even president anymore. He isn't, hasn't even said he's running for president again. They hate him. And I have not seen anything like that from the press. I mean, at that level, and it's consistent. Let me give you an example. This actually happened today in history, today in 2020, two years ago today. Here's what they say. I'm quoting them. Today in 2020, President Donald Trump staged a dramatic return to the White House after leaving the military hospital where he was receiving an unprecedented level of care for COVID-19. Trump immediately ignited a new controversy by declaring that despite his illness, the nation should not fear the virus. A thousand ways that could have been said just to report what happened today in history. But, oh, no, we can't do that. And they never do. Five years ago today, California Governor Jerry Brown, he signed legislation extending protections for migrants living in the United States illegally. Police in California would be barred from asking people about their immigration status or taking part in the federal immigration enforcement activities. In other words, they couldn't help government agents like ICE. I'll tell you, Governor Newsom is, is Jerry Brown on steroids. 
One year ago today, a former Facebook employee, data, uh, data scientist, Francis Hogan, he told the Senate panel that the company knew that its platform spread misinformation, talking about Facebook, the company knew that its platform spread misinformation and content that harmed children, but that it refused to make changes that could hurt its profits. That from the inside. The Biden administration's ceaseless borrowing, he's addicted. <laughs> he really is to a lot of things. But anyway, it has driven gross national debt past $31 trillion for the first time in the history of our nation. This amid record inflation, rising interest rates, and there is a fear beginning to develop across the country. It's looming of a soon-to-experience recession. The United States public debt closed on Monday night, Monday evening, and it was reported yesterday at $31.1 trillion. That's how much money we owe. Aren't you glad you don't owe all of that? Oh, you owe part of it, because if you're a citizen, you are America. I guess in California, it doesn't matter. I don't know. That's where policies of the left take America. Is President Biden concerned about this? Well, I don't know if he's concerned about the well-being, financial well-being of our country. I do know he's very concerned about abortions. In fact, yesterday, President Joe Biden voiced concerns that there were not enough abortions being allowed in the United States after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. He made a big point out of this. The president warned the extremist laws, <laughs> those are his words, in Republican states were limiting abortions across the country. He said this is backward. He said we must reverse this. We need more abortions, not fewer. He said, quote, folks, what century are we in? I mean, how? What are we doing? He said, soon they're going to be trying to do away with contraception. He met with the Reproductive Rights Task Force at the White House, which was put together to help women find access to abortions despite bans across the country. Well, with his enthusiasm for more abortions and Planned Parenthood's commitment to abortions, we have a unique situation in our country today. We are hell-bent on killing our children if we don't want them or if they're inconvenient or they weren't born at the right time. Planned Parenthood will now offer chemical and surgical abortions out of an RV. I'm not kidding you. A recreational vehicle. Yeah, they've converted it to a little uh, abortion clinic. It's going to be along the Illinois-Missouri border. NPR, National Public Radio, was announcing this, talking about it yesterday, celebrating it, really. I, the voice, the tone of their voice was celebratory. The, the organization's first mobile clinic will offer chemical abortions later this year. There's only, what, 80 days or something left in this year, not many. But anyway, they're, they're going to get that on the, on the road this year still. And then they expect to perform surgical abortions by 2023, by, by next year. The RV will operate on the Illinois side of the state border where abortion is legal until the point of viability, which is generally determined to be around 
six months, NPR says. Missouri only allows abortions in medical emergencies. The head of Planned Parenthood in that region out there says, quote, our goal is to reduce the hundreds of miles that people are having to travel now in order to access care. They're not accessing care. They're getting abortions. They're killing their children. But they can't say that out loud. They need to access care. She says we will, this Planned Parenthood person, she says we will meet them where they are. The RV will have a small waiting room, a restroom, a laboratory, and two exam rooms. I've said it before, and I believe it with all of my heart. Planned Parenthood is the face of evil. It truly, truly is. I want to talk to you today about something out of the past. Before we get to that, and then in the current and then in the future, I want to go back 10 years in Washington state history and then talk about where we are today regarding marriage. Remember referendum 74 in Washington state? Those of you who are not in Washington state, you'll get this. It's not just about Washington state. I'll come back to that in a moment. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 16, verse 11, that will show me the, the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. In Psalm 18, the psalmist says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust my body and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. It doesn't matter if a thousand enemies encamp themselves around the believer. You are standing on the rock, the eternal rock of Jesus Christ, his salvation, and eternity with him if you are a Christian and serve the Lord. I'll tell you, um, in this world, that, that is the only place we can find peace and that we can find meaning and just peace of mind and peace of spirit. We live in a world that is so convoluted, it is so screwed up, it's unbelievable. But we keep talking about it on this program because we need to be informed. Christian people that are uninformed, and I see this so much, things come uh, come along, and I, I try to touch on some of them, but there are thousands of these issues that are floating in the in the culture, and we try to talk about the ones that, that I feel are most important on any given day. That's why we do this program live. Believe me, it takes a, an extra effort to do this, uh, not just on my part. I mean, I'm not important, but there's a lot of other people that have to do what they do and, and the, go the extra mile and a little extra effort to make this program possible in the way that we do live each morning. We originate live at 9 a.m. So we do that so that we can talk about, so that I can talk about what's happening at the moment, and we do. And I know many of you appreciate that you say so, and thank you. Uh, but that's our intention, and we want to keep doing that, and we're only allow, able to do it with your support. So thank you for your support. We need it, and I thank you. And if you're thinking about it, maybe even praying about it, whether you should support us or not, please do. I believe the Lord will impress you to do so. If he doesn't, then don't do it. But at least pray about it and see if you should join with the people that are supporting this ministry. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 
98009, Box 399, Bellevue 98009. And you can contribute online on our website, Faith and Freedom, Faith, A-N-D, Freedom, all one word, dot U-S. First thing that will come up will be the article that I wrote on that particular day, like today, if you go on there and make a contribution, and I'm hoping that you will. Um, you'll see the article, and you'll see a tab there that says Donate. It's pretty easy to do. Even I can do it. So if I can do it, believe me, you can do it. Let's talk a little bit about history, and then let's talk about today, what's happening. A judge has said regarding polygamy, the time has come. A judge. This week. Last week. The end of last week. Many Washingtonians will remember Referendum 74. That was the effort to protect marriage in Washington State. Having done all, everything we could do to stand for marriage, we lost on that election. November 6th, 2012. Many of you listening to this program were involved in gathering signatures and getting these signatures into Olympia and on and on we went. And we, I mean, we had the, the media was against us. Some pastors were vocally opposed to what we were doing for whatever reason. Anyway, the, say, the so-called same-sex marriage would become legal as a result of re- Referendum 74 and uh, are not getting enough votes. We had a lot of votes. <clears throat> a lot of people stood with us to protect marriage, but not enough in the end. But many of us felt at that time the same arguments could be used that were being used by those in power in the state at the time. Ed Murray was flying high in those days. That was before he was disbanded and put out of office out of when he became mayor of Seattle for having sexual relationships with minors over a long period of time. And that was a story that, to their credit, the Seattle Times pivoted and reported on it and quoted some of us who knew a little bit about it. But anyway, Ed Murray was flying high, and other homosexual activists in Olympia were flying pretty high. They were, man, they were doing it. This was their day, and so on. And it was. Seattle Times, excuse me, the Seattle Times had come out and said after the domestic partnerships had passed earlier, before this referendum 74 vote, had come out and, and said now that they have domestic partnerships, Give them marriage. This That was a headline, something close to that. But many of us felt at the time that they were going to use these same arguments to persuade voters to redefine marriage. They were also going to be using the same arguments to legalize polygamy and other perverted relationships. Now it's 10 years later, 2022, and a judge is saying the time has come to legalize polygamy. I want to talk a little bit about that today. This isn't about me, but I was very much involved in that, as some of you may remember. I remember as though it were yesterday, the interview that I was having with Dave Ross on Cairo Radio. Ross was a strong advocate for same-sex marriage. He was unapologetic, unabashed. He was all in. He said, I, I had been asked to be the spokesman for the group of pastors and Christian leaders and citizens who did oppose publicly, gay marriage, same-sex marriage, as they call it. Anyway, I'd been on as in that role, working with a much larger group as spokesman. I'd been on his program several times. I was kind of the example 
of the Christians who are trying to deny the right to marry the one they love, regardless of gender. Uh, How can you do that? Bigotry, etc. He asked me on this day, and I'll never forget it. He asked me on this day, Dave Ross on Cairo Radio. It was in a very pejorative way. He said, quote, Gary, how will same-sex marriage affect your marriage? No one had ever asked me that. I hadn't thought about it because it, it, it wouldn't. But I, as he said that question, my answer came almost spontaneously. I said, it won't. And then I was quiet. I didn't enlarge on that. And he was a little flustered because he expected me to jump into some kind of a, you know, some kind of an argument in favor of marriage, which I was there to do. I'll tell you for sure. But I just said it won't. And he got he got really pretty flustered and got into a little bit of a rant, ramp about a rant about inclusivity and fairness and bigotry and on and on. And he says, then why are you guys doing this? Why are you denying gays the right to marry? I explain that marriage is an institution created by God himself, and the Bible tells us to honor marriage because traditional marriage between a man and a woman is a cornerstone of human society and the family. I said, because redefining marriage to include same-sex couples is a slippery slope, I use that word, and his laughter could be heard outside the studio and all across Puget Sound, I'm sure. Oh, he laughed it up and he said, you've got to be kidding me. You guys are paranoid and whatever. He went on with it. Now, 10 years later, those concerns of many of us are becoming a reality. 10 years ago, the Seattle Times applauded then-State Senator Ed Murray and for his artful incrementalism. They used that word over time, along with several other homosexual activists in the state legislature at the time, some of them still there, passing several bills that built the basis for ultimately redefining marriage in the state of Washington. Other states followed similar paths. Now U.S. senators are working on a bill to codify same-sex marriages in federal law as we speak. And specifically, they are trying, they say, to include an amendment to clarify a ban on polygamous marriages between more than two people because the current bill does not do so. This bill has been out there 47 Republicans voted for this stupid thing because they didn't even read it. And I talked about it on this program. It's been several weeks ago in the House. Now the Senate is looking at this, and all of a sudden somebody has this brilliant idea. We should probably read this bill. So they did. Tony Perkins is the head of the Family Research Center, a good guy, a great organization. He noted yesterday A funny thing happened to the Democrat same-sex marriage bill on its trip from the House to the Senate. People actually started reading the legislation. When they did, he said, an uncomfortable reality set in. Nothing in the text explicitly outlawed polygamy. Oh, imagine that. Oh, just a mistake. It was just a drafting error, the liberals said when asked about it. It was just a drafting error. It wasn't a drafting error when a New York judge recognized Polamori late last month. And how much longer until the party who wants love to be the legal basis for marriage and every relationship follows suit? Well, it won't be long. They're pushing it. And these Republicans in the House 
who didn't obviously didn't read it. If they did read it, it's worse than I thought. 47 of them voted for this devilish thing, this demonic. I mean, it's just, it, it's in the face of God. God says, I created male and female, and he brought them together, and they had children, and this is called family. And every religion, for the last five or 6,000 years, every religion, major religion on this planet, has recognized marriage as between a man and a woman, but oh no. These people have to change it now because they're the enlightened group. Senator Susan Collins, she's a Republican who isn't a Republican. She's on this committee that's looking into this. Oh, it must be an error. Well, well, we'll, we'll look into it. Sure, they'll look into it. I'll buy you a In-N-Out burger if they change it. They don't have to change it. They've got 47 Republicans on the record voting for it in the House. I talked about that at the time here. I was very upset about it. I, I was saying to you people and myself, what are these guys thinking? And I would say it again. What are they thinking? Do they really think they're a Republican with the the trust of those who elected them? And they're doing this? Is that what we stand for? No, it isn't. Susan Collins needs to go join Bernie or something. I don't, I don't know, being whatever he is, an independent. Tony Perkins said about this yesterday, he said that the decision by trial court judge Karen uh, uh, Bakdian should have been front page news. That's She's the judge that made this uh, observation and comment on the record. He said it should have been front page news. After all, she essentially gave New York's blessing to Paula Morris unions in her September decision, declaring that the problem with previous same-sex marriage rulings is that they recognize only two-person relationships. At the heart of the case was an apartment dispute. Here's, here's what brought this to the forefront. It was triggered when a tenant who had a gay spouse living elsewhere died. The landlords argued that the man uh, he did live with didn't have a right to renew the lease because the two weren't married. When the roommate objected arguing that he was a non-traditional family member, the judge decided to hold a hearing on whether all three were romantically involved. Back Diane, the judge, pointed to two same-sex union cases, New York's Breschi versus Stahl and the Supreme Court of the United States Obergfell versus Hodges, explaining that both rulings limit their holdings, I'm quoting her here, limit their holdings to two-person relationships, those decisions, she agrees, were revolutionary, but they still adhered to the majoritarian societal view that only two people can have a family-like relationship. In other words, only people who are committed in a way defined by certain traditional factors qualify for protection. As far as she's concerned, this judge, Breishi and Oberfell, opened the door for consideration of other relational constructs and perhaps the judge insisted the time has arrived. Those are her words. The Supreme Court predicted this day, it wasn't only me and others like me that were saying this, but the Supreme Court themselves predicted this day. Back Diane pointed out in her ruling on this and her comments on this that she was in line with the dissension of the Supreme Court. Follow me closely on this. She referred 
people to Chief Justice John Roberts' 2015 dissent. He wasn't approving, he was dissenting to his credit. Although the majority randomly inserts the adjective to in various places, Roberts wrote, it offers no reason at all why the two-person element of the core definition of marriage may be preserved while the man-woman element may not. If not having the opportunity to marry serves to disrespect and subordinate gay and lesbian couples, why wouldn't the same imposition of this disability serve to disrespect and subordinate people who find fulfillment in polyamorous relationships? Perkins himself is a retired, I think it's a Marine that he was. He's now a pastor and heads um, the organization. But he says the media laughed off the conversation, uh, the conservative movement's concerns about the slippery slope. Uh, Indeed, they did. Uh, Concerns about the slippery slope when Democrats pushed to sexualize the military 20 years ago. He said now, almost two decades later, with American parents in the fight of their lives over transgenderism and judges paving the way for plural marriage, it unfortunately proves we were right. The LGBTQ's fight was never about marriage. It was about every social norm. That's true. The late Justice Antonin Scalia unfortunately passed away here not so long ago. But back in 2003, he warned of a day when state laws based on, I'm quoting him, based on moral choices against bigamy, same-sex marriage, adult incest, prostitution, adultery, fornication, bestiality, and obscenity would all fall. At the time, people thought he was being dramatic, exaggerating, but they don't think that anymore. Gallup shows in 2022, this year, they came out with a poll just this month, in fact. They came out, or last month, they came out with a poll. It shows an astonishing 23% of American public now think polygamy is morally acceptable in 2022. That's more than triple what it was when Scalia was making his comments back in 2003. At that time, 7% of America thought that polygamy was morally acceptable. The left has been quick to say that polygamy isn't the next gay marriage, but who could possibly take them seriously? First, they promised they just wanted to live and let live. Then they said they only wanted legal benefits, not marriage. When Democrats got marriage through the courts, they vowed not to prom- force it on the states, and then they forced it on the states. They said it wouldn't lead to religious persecution. Now you can't open a newspaper without a lawsuit being filed, seeing that a lawsuit has been filed involving Christian business owners, Christian teachers, Christian schools, Christian adoption agencies. They're all fighting for their lives in this brave new world of tolerance. The reality is once a nation rejects God's design basic biology of thousands of years of human history. There are no boundaries. We're a country that's building its policies, whether it's immigration, whether it's it's human sexuality, whether it's marriage. It doesn't matter what it is. These people didn't want gay marriage, same-sex marriage. They wanted to change the culture to some kind of a demonic form that our founders didn't even consider or even probably know about for the most part. They want to make America something it has never been and never should become under God. That's where we are today. 
And that's why we try to keep you informed as to what's going on in our world. Thank you so much for being with me. We will continue this conversation right here tomorrow. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.